Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to That's Myrony Podcast. I am so excited for my next guest. I know I say that every single time, but it's so true. My guests are so amazing. But my next guest, Elliot Rose, I know has some fascinating stories. And I'm going to imagine probably some really good myronies too. But first, a little bit about Elliot. So since the selling of his company, Media Planning Associates, in 2017, Elliot Rose now continues his work with Jewish-Israel nonprofit organizations as an independent consultant in development and fundraising. He developed and executed highly successful capital campaigns for foundations and Jewish-Israel nonprofits. He is an expert in social media and uses it with his clients who are all connected to Israel. He implemented individual and major gift strategies for short and long-term fundraising initiatives. He has devoted and dedicated children and families with the challenge of autism. So that's just a little bit about Elliot. I'm going to have the rest of his bio in the show notes, but let's go meet Elliot and uh, hear about the myronies in his life. Hi, Elliot. Thank you so much for joining me today. I actually did a little bit of your bio before, so the listeners got to hear a little bit about you. But I just want to, you know, dive into your story because um, from what I've heard uh, through how we met, I've heard some incredible stories. So I'm sure there's some good myronies to go along with it. Well, first of all, I'm happy to be here with you. And uh, being here with you is one of the stories. It's magical. The fact that um, I've been friendly with Jeff uh, Pulver for quite a while since he started his meetings and his big sessions and everything. And I met him and fell in love with him and uh, his creative and whatever. And then he created Zula, which I don't know if everybody knows about, but that's how we both met. And I met other interesting people. But the fact is, without him doing that, I would have never met you and other people around you. So it's been a joy and magical ride for me to be involved and uh, to be on your uh, Let's call it podcast, whatever. If I said the word podcast to you ten years ago, you would you would think it's some type of dish, but um, no one knew about this stuff or anything like that. And here you have a chance to go over the world and uh, do what you want to do. Um, my life and uh, has been um, an unbelievable journey in the fact that um, when I first started out, I'm right now in development. I'm involved with. Um, uh, taking nonprofits, mainly related to Israel, USA, uh, on the map, and uh, making them well known and uh, bringing them more uh, revenue to go on. And to get to that point, I've had a long journey and a lot of myronies around me. 
the first one was I, my father was a dress manufacturer and I used to make dresses for women and work with him. And then I worked for a big company for called Lowenstein with all due respect. And they invented a, 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 a print called shadow pleat. It looks like a pleat, but it's really just a print of a pleat. It looked like a pleat. And mm-hmm. I told the board of directors and the owner that it would never sell. And he was very angry with me. And I said, the reason for it was that women usually go to a piece of clothing and feel it if they like to feel and if it's not a pleat or, or a pleat looking like a pleat and only a picture of a pleat, they're not going to buy it. Uh-huh. Well, it turned out they didn't buy it. They had to redye all the goods and they fired me. And being fired was a big gift for me at the time. Ah. I was depressed. I didn't want to go back with my father. I didn't want to move dresses from his 35th Street to Macy's. I was tired of it with the racks of clothing and everything. And it turned out that I got involved with working with uh, an animator, a guy who did animation. And I learned filmmaking and I went to film school and I got involved with making movies. There I go from one thing to another. So from one exit door to the Garmin Center, I went into the film world and it brought me to a new new world where I did movies for mainstream nonprofits of um, uh, all types of movies from commercials to promos, uh, did commercials for United American Heart Association. My first commercial was with the American Heart Association. Oh, wow. Um, and I did a commercial for um, uh, a pacemaker. I wrote the script and the script was um, a picture of a clock and a picture of your heart. And it said, this is the time of day and this is the time of your life. This is a pacemaker, the thing that you really need in case you need. And that commercial went. And from that commercial on, I did Federal Express, all the mainstreams and all that. So I did a lot of what you call commercial work, documentaries and things like that. I did documentaries from... uh, the Prime Minister of Israel's funeral, to this, to that. An amazing adventure. And the people I met were unbelievable. Um, Peter Jennings of ABC, I worked with NBC, CBS. Um, I wow. did the reason reason why um, uh, the famous movie Schindler's List, why he made it. Oh. It's a three-minute a three promo of why he made Schindler's List. And um, um, it's an unbelievable journey that I had only through, um, let's call it mishaps. Or sometimes, you know, you're planning on something and then it detours, it goes to the left and it goes to the right. And um, thank God, God's been good with me. I have a wonderful family. Um, I should have listened to my wife more, which I was a complete, I was a complete moron. And I didn't, and I shouldn't more, and I do now. Well, that's good. It's from the Bible. Abraham listened to Sarah, and men <laughs> don't get it. And with all due respect, I hate to use the word, my wife calls most of the men dickless. But in any event, um, you know, you have to be sensitive to to uh, the person you're living with, and especially a woman. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if, um, if men had babies, they'd be no babies. Forget about it. 
The things that women go through, men could not at all even deal with, not even on a 10th level. Right. You know. Uh, uh, well, I want to, I want to go back. So obviously, um, have you lived, have, I mean, all of this, you, you grew up in New York City, I, I take it. I grew up that. in a town called Far Rockaway. Oh, Rockaway far Beach. Okay. Uh, uh, in New York, right on the ocean. And uh, I went to a Hebrew school. And then I went to Hofstra College in Hempstead, Long Island. And uh -huh. from there, I went to film school. Okay. And from film school, I opened up my own company. And from then on, as an example, like um, I made Sesame Street in Israel. I was right. watching t TV. I want to, I want to get in, I want to get into that, um, in just a second, but so I, just so the listeners here, like, I mean, literally this one door closed in the garment industry. Do you think that if that door hadn't closed, you would have continued? Did you enjoy doing that work or did you feel like that was just more of a stepping stone for you? I hated it. You hated it. Okay. There you go. So that is the one thing, you know, it's like listeners, you know, when you're really not living your passion. You know, if you're just kind of working or doing whatever, it's like call if you it, allow the door to close. I call it coasting. Yeah. Okay. When you're just coasting and you're just not really living your living your passion. You well, well, my father wanted me to take over his company. Okay. You know, we manufactured dresses, but I I wasn't into it. It was something that he built up that I was not ready to take the reins of doing it. Uh -huh. And then I decided to take a job on the outside for a big company. They used to make cannon towels. I mean, it's a big, a big, a big um, textile company. Uh -huh. And um, I used to go down south to the mills and check up on what they're doing there. And they'd call me Ellie Boy. Ellie Boy, you know, they shipped the wrong color. And I said, you shipped the wrong color. He said, Ellie Boy, you guys are very particular in New York. Take the color you have. You know, the, 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 I mean, I, I had a great, great experience with that. But it wasn't enough for me. Right. There was something deep inside that I wanted to make movies. Okay. So you I, knew that you wanted to do that before. I knew it. You knew it. I knew okay. it. When did you gut, say that you actually knew that? I didn't, it didn't bubble. It, 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 it stood there. It was simmering. Yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden someone put on the flame and it started to get very hot and it bubbled and it was done. And that's when I did it. It, it took maybe a couple of doors to be knocked down on your tush, whatever. And right. you finally get up and you, you make it happen. But you have to make the decision to do that. Right. Sometimes it's really hard to do that. Absolutely. It's a very difficult thing. But I don't, I now look at things with an open door mm -hmm. because I, there's no accidents. Right. Never an accident. And uh, I'm a believer of that. How you and I met. Oh, not an accident. Absolutely. And, you know, I just want the listeners, because there's so many of my guests, it's all thanks to Jeff Pulver and his incredible networking that so many of my guests have been, you know, including yourself now. And um, I always love hearing how people have connected with Jeff, because I, I actually had Ellie Goldsmith on just a couple of weeks ago, and um, I heard his incredible story of how he connected with Jeff you know, and actually personally knows Jeff, you know, I only know Jeff virtually, 
But I feel like that connection, you know, it doesn't matter even if it's virtual, you still can create these, you know, connections. Well, the reality is that uh, I picked up Jeff from the ocean when he was a little baby. He had no one. And I just took him in my arms. He was floating in the ocean. And there he was, Moses, and I picked him up. (laughs) He seems like that, doesn't he? Yeah. So It's amazing how many people have been connected through (laughs) Jeff Pulver. Yeah, so the listeners... And it's amazing. It's amazing what he has accomplished and still still accomplished. Oh, absolutely. And so for the listeners, um, it's through Jeff Pulver. It's the pulver.com, P-U-L-V as in Victor, E-R.com. And how Elliot and I met was through this incredible networking group that is called the Zulas, which is on uh, Tuesday evenings and early Thursday morning. And so if anybody's interested in joining and having these heart-centered conversations, and then we get to meet outside of that, they're just, they're magical. They truly are. And I feel so blessed to, you know, be connected to you, Elliot, along with everybody else, because it really does seem like this, this family community you know, that we have around the world and it's just beautiful. But how did you actually meet Jeff? I always love bringing these stories. I was involved with, uh, with Israel. We developed uh, with my friend Michael a website for um, <clears throat> connecting people to Israel. Uh-huh. It's called United with Israel. Okay. And at that point, I got involved with uh, social media, which is a whole different story. And um the most important thing in social media are two things. One, the word. People have to remember the word. Uh-huh. And that's really important. And pictures are the number two thing. It might be the number one thing. And uh, we created a site mainly in his brain. And we uh, started off with about 200 people about seven, six years ago. And now we have around the world, six million people. Wow. Six million people. And what we do is we tell people about the beauty and the magic of Israel. One of the things that Israel has done, it's amazing, is you remember Superman? He got paralyzed. He fell off a horse, whatever. Uh Israel developed a thing called Rewalk, R-E-W-A-L-K. So Uh a person who's paralyzed from the waist down that might be in an accident or in the army and got hurt whatever, and is paralyzed and cannot walk. They have a thing called rewalk. It's like a seat connected uh-huh. to your body, and it picks you up, and you walk with it. Oh, wow. So instead of the person being in a wheelchair, right. stuck in a wheelchair, he's walking with his body. Oh, that's it's incredible. called rewalk. And the things that we use on our, on our driving, which uh-huh. is sold already, Waze, W-A-Z-E. That's all from Israel. I mean, these are things that Israel develops and uh, works on and um, from military things to scientific things, do you name it. And I was getting the word out to get more people that were not Jewish involved with Israel. Uh-huh. And we connected to, thank God, we're hitting 6 million. That's wonderful. Oh, well, I, I love that because, you know, it's the impact that we can make on a global level, you know, and it's like in, in, in sharing, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with this cute little word of irony is, you know, it's a more modern day word for synchronicity, but really the definition is synchronicity in motion. We see that, we see that sign, we see that synchronicity, but then there's an action we are meant to take. 
And that's that door opening, you know, that when we walk in, we never know what's going to be on the other side. Yeah, yeah. a bottle of water could fall on your head. You don't know. But, but you know, it's like um, I did a movie called um, for Dan Casrail, one of my early movies called The Scream Away from Happiness, mm-hmm. using scream as a therapy to release all your anger and frustrations and become better. And I And I went to them and I said, you know, for me to make the movie, I have to go through the therapy and feel it. So all of a sudden, after about a week, I was very depressed. I was so depressed. I couldn't believe how depressed I was. And I said to the doctor, I said, excuse me, I was normal before I met you. I thought I was. He said, what happened, Elliot, is that you went in, you did therapy, you opened up a door and a bunch of luggage fell on your head. <laughs> all the all the crap and all the guilt and all the junk fell on you that you were never even dealt with. And that's right. what happened why you got depressed. So you have to, he said to me, you always have to look to the right and look to the left, but you got to make the move. And I impress people to do that because people have within them that special magic that they never maybe even touched upon, right. that they were afraid to or... Yeah a spouse or whatever saying, Oh, don't do that. You know, you'll fail it or this or that and do it. You know what I mean? Go for broke and be yourself, be yourself. There you go. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. One heart, 100%, 1000% because you know, when we're, when we're really looking, there you go. When we're really looking at um, you know, living in the place of our passions and, you know, then, and so going back, you said you always knew you wanted to do films. At what age would you say that you always wanted to do films? Uh, I was about, um, 25. 25. Okay. So that was and, when you got this, but, but before yeah. that, like, so what made you like, what made you be like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. It, so it wasn't well, like well, a I, dream I, when you I were got, a little. I, I got fired from the textile company. And I said this, you know, screw this. I'm going to do what I want to do now. Right. And I had a little money saved up. And I went to film school and I met this animator. But I have to was... ask, did you, did you have the passion for the films, though, before you were 25? Like you said, you always yes, I, wanted to. I, yes, I, I did, but it was never, it was simmering. It was never. But what, but I'm just asking, what age would you say that you're like, I know, I always want, I really want to go into films. I really want to since do my, films. Since my Bar Mitzvah movie. Okay. Okay. So then you. Oh, wait, better. But since I got filmed during my circumcision, that was even better. But, you know, I I, I liked film, I say, about the year of um, about 18 18, when I went into college. Freshman year in college was when I really started to jump on it. Oh, well, I love the fact that you followed your, your passion. And so now, now I'm curious how did you bring Sesame Street to Israel? That was an accident. I was that in was, a, was it a myrony? It was a myrony, a pure one. I was watching TV with my uh, cousins and they were watching Sesame Street. And I was babysitting. And um, my little girl, she said to me, my cousin, my little, little kid, she said to me, how come they don't have this in Israel? And I said, you know, you're right. And I spent a year and a half. We worked it with um, a genius, and um, he uh, developed it with, it and he made it. And we developed Sesame Street. It's called Rehov Sumsum Sesame Street. They have their own bird. 
is the porcupine, and they um, we dubbed Bert and Ernie um, speaking Hebrew, and they dubbed it in English, in Hebrew, oh, wow. uh, and it would be like in he in, in Hebrew, money smart, Bert, Ooh. you know things like that, and um, we had to fight Israel to do it because they didn't believe in anything like this, so we had to buy them. Um, color televisions for their educational TV in the studio. And um, I remember getting about a thousand children in the Jerusalem area from the schools to run after this porcupine. That was the first shot by the old city. I mean, it was unbelievable. But because that little girl said to me, why don't they have it in Israel? Oh. It turns out now Sesame Street is in Israel. It's in Spanish. It's in different countries around the oh. world. And we work with uh, CTW in New York. Uh -huh. And um, it was a beautiful thing. And I went to Israel. We filmed about 400 episodes. And then we did a thing called Shalom Sesame with uh -huh. stars like Mary Tyler Moore. Oh. And they speak Hebrew and English and learn Hebrew through Sesame Street and wow. the movie stars and things like that. But why then, a porcupine? I have to ask, why a porcupine? I don't know. We just fit it in. It just fit it in. And um, we used to take, we didn't have actors. We used to take, we would, I lived in Jerusalem in the old city by the mm -hmm. Western Wall. I bought an apartment there. And we used kids from the neighborhood. You know, I used my kids. I used kids from the neighborhood. Oh. We brought them, we brought them to Tel Aviv. We filmed them. It was great. It was great. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Only only because of Myrony. Only because yes. that little girl said, Why don't they? Yeah. And then to show you to show you a full cycle, I'm on a, a cruise with my wife just to get away. We're not a cruise people. I don't like the boat. I don't like the people, whatever. I, but we had our peace and quiet. We had a beautiful deck with the water. And I met online to get this food, these guys in motorcycle jackets. Mm -hmm. like Hell's Angels type, you know, the motorcycle club. Yeah. And I said, well, we, he said, we have a club here. We, like 10 of us are going together on a cruise. And then I started to think. I said, this is a great idea. Instead of, I can't believe it, just because I was online, another Myrony. Mm -hmm. I'm online and I go back to my room and I go to sleep and I wake up two in the morning and I start to have this dream and waking up and have ideas flowing. I mean, um, I'm an Aquarian. So I, I work early in the morning and late at night and I zip around the world. I'm at speeds that you wouldn't believe. I can't stop myself. And I said myself, Elliot, and I call myself Elliot, mm -hmm. sometimes L, but Elliot. And uh, I said, what happens if you go to a ship whether it's in Miami or San Diego, and you get a group of guys, about a hundred of them with motorcycles, and you drive on the boat with the motorcycle, mm -hmm. and you go to the, the Caribbean, and mm -hmm. you get off the Caribbean, and you go with your motorcycle, touring the Caribbean with the motorcycle, right. with your own bike. So I created a website, Holly and me, and, and a company, and I haven't done it yet because of the um, coronavirus. People aren't going on whatever. But right. we created a whole new idea of motorcycle clubs joining 
the ship going right on the ship. Yeah. The Norwegian line and the carnival, they all want it because they have more business. And what you do is you drive up with your motorcycle, mm -hmm. a little suitcase, and you drive on the, on, on the boat. Oh, my God. Know? I love and, that. That's brilliant. And, and instead of getting off the boat and looking for a tour, you right. go off with your bike. And right. you go with your friends and take a tour and, and uh, spend a day on your bike touring. So it's a great idea, only because I was online and it hit me. And bango, magic. That is magic. That is absolute magic. And, you know, there's there's this really um, incredible book called Conversations with God that I learned the concept of real manifestation is manifestation in this. It says when you truly want to manifest, you need to act as soon as you think it's like you've almost ruined the act. It's just being in action. So the fact that you you went online, you had that spark, you know, that idea and then you. You, you move from there. It's also magic of who you meet. I'll give you an idea. I went to, we went to, we just bought a condo. We went from a big house to a small condo on the beach. Mm -hmm. uh, when you get older, you want to get rid of everything, you know? <laughs> so, um, and I keep everything. So it was really hard for me. But um, the painter came in and I was talking to the guy who's painting. Very, very good painter taking his time and everything. And he lived near me. Mm -hmm. And we started to talk, and I mentioned where he lived near, uh, the house that he lived in. There was a guy that I knew that goes to my synagogue that sits behind me, and he's 103 years old. Mm -hmm. His name is Mr. Grover, and i always concerned about him because I go by his house and ask what he's doing and everything. Mm -hmm. And this guy who's painting knew him. Not only did he know him, but he used to call him once a week and help him out in the house, free of charge, helping oh. him with the handyman, doing things for him and watching over him. This is a unbelievable to meet him that mm -hmm. he's painting my apartment and have the connection with this 103 year old man that I'm in love with. Yeah. And he's, a, and he's in love with is magic. It is magic. And, you know, and that's what, that's what this concept with Myrini is, you know, my goal is to, my mission is to have this in everybody's word, you know, about vocabulary, kind of like selfie, you know, Myrini is the opposite of selfie because Myrini, Myrini, Myrini is something that you should grab. I'm, I'm doing my best. <laughs> no, no, I mean it because um, I'll give you an example. We went to um uh, a dinner party because my son was in love with this other guy, whatever, and the whole, we're meeting the families and everything. And one of the, the in-laws started to talk to my wife because they lived in Israel. Mm -hmm. And um, the girl was saying, you know, my father um, used to make, um, I, it was an eye doctor in Israel. And my wife says, oh, really? What's his name? Gave him the name. And then my wife was like, Wiped out because my wife says to her, I worked for your father. I made the contact lenses for Goldie Mayer with him. Oh, wow. And it, it's a small world. It, and let yeah. me tell you how small it is. Look how small is you and I talking to each other now. Absolutely. And now, and now you're broadcasting this to people that may wake up and say, you know what? Maybe Myrony is the right thing. That's exactly it. You know, and it's funny, I'm from New Jersey, so I'm pretty close to New York City. 
Never, never heard of New Jersey. Never heard of it. No, no, yeah. My, mean, my, my son lived in Wayne for a while. He lived in okay. Wayne for a while. Yeah. I, I grew up in Sparta, New Jersey, about an hour outside of the city. So my dad was a pilot for American Airlines. So, you know. American Airlines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, but that's the idea with my irony is it's, it's I take out the I because it's not about I, it's about we. It's something so much greater. But, you know, it's my irony. It's your own personal experience. But, you know, it's really connecting to this much more divine. Way you, 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 you don't you don't see what I see. What? You, you have my irony. Yes. Your head your head is covering covering up I know, the Y I'm, and the R. And I got to bend have? down a little bit. <laughs> what do I have? Mr. Got, New York. Yeah, and Mr. New York, there you go, with little Winky. So everybody's listening. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I'm actually sitting up higher than I usually do. Come, I, I try to show on my background, you know, for when this does show on YouTube. But um, it's funny because I, I do like that, Mr. New York. But, you know, the O is um, in the logo is I, I call Winky. And I represent God is love with an awesome sense of humor through that because it's, it really is, it's this connection and it is about who you connect with. And it's, and I, you know, I, I tell um, listeners all the time, you know, like if you feel like you're stuck and you're not moving forward, you know, keeping an action of what it is that you're passionate about, but maybe you haven't connected with the person that you're meant to. And that's why things haven't been moving forward the way necessarily you want it to be. But, and you by know, the way, the, uh, the 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 person responsible for Sesame Street was Louis Bernstein, mm-hmm. and uh, all the productions I had had to do with meeting the right person at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I don't know if you know this, Elliot, but like I literally had just heard about Jeff Pulver's network by you. Do you know? Um, a, a, Erica, it's now Erica Brown, Erica and Dakota. Um, they were on the Zulas. Um, a very uh, great story. They have, they have a great love story that they shared when my podcast first came out. But anyway, I had just been talking to her about, and I met her solely by chance. And she tells me about this, you know, the Jeff Pulver Network. And she says, you should join. Or, you know, you know, I was working, I was actually telling her about a networking group I had done up in Canada, up in Vancouver, known as the Grand Connection. She's like, you got to join this group. So the next day she, she messages me and rather than being like, oh, I'll join the next one. Um, I decided to just jump on because I had just read this book about, you know, if you truly want something, you need to be in action. And so I started living from that place that by having those doors open, walk through whatever that is you know it's even this conversation we're having i mean it's funny you said you didn't know we were going to be doing a podcast today and i was like you ready to do a podcast <laughs> look at this conversation that we're having that you know we have no idea how it's going to impact whoever listens to this and I you know it's right as you were talking you know we, we didn't uh, discuss Pre, pre-production of questions and things like that and things are just popping to my mind. My son alone, um, he was born in Israel mm-hmm. and we had uh, the bris, we had the circumcision, a big thing. And I father-in-law came from America and I went with him to the Western Wall. That's the holiest spot in Israel um, to pray and everything. And um, we were going to get a, a blessing with the Bible, with the Torah and everything. It's a whole procession. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there and I'm looking at this guy sitting in a, in a, in a, a concrete, a stone chair looking at the Western Wall. And I go back and I pass them maybe four or five times. And finally, I, I said to my father-in-law, wait here, I'll be right back. And there he is. I sat next to him. I said, uh, you're Bob Dylan. He said, yeah. We started talking. And there's one song he created called, it's called Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowland, uh-huh. which is an unbelievable song that I used to be so stoned in college that I never got through one of his songs. It used to just go on and on. I hear it over and over. And I told him that he got me through college and we're talking. And I asked him what he was doing there. He says, I can't talk much more because if the photographers come, they'll get all over me. But my son had a drug problem and I sent him to Yeshiva, a Hebrew school here at the Western Wall. I signed him up there and that's what he was there for, for his son. Uh His son had a drug problem. So I said, it would be wonderful if you came by and get a blessing with me and my father-in-law or come to to the procession later on at the synagogue. Uh-huh. It's the oldest synagogue in, in, in Jerusalem. And he says, I would love to, but if someone recognizes me, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dead. And I introduce him to my father-in-law. Aww. We go back to the house. And my, my wife says to my her father, Dad, Abba, how was it? He said it was wonderful, wonderful. And Elliot met his friend Robert. And Dina looks at me and looks at my father-in-law and says, Robert, what Robert? Oh, uh, I think his real name is Robert Zimmerman. My wife looks at me and I look at her. And she says, Robert, Bob Zimmerman? He says, yeah, Bob Zimmerman. You sure Bob, Lee Bob Zimmerman? And Bob Zimmerman is Bob Dylan. Ah. She couldn't believe that my father-in-law met and we met Bob Dylan at the Western Wall on that magical day of my son. That's some divine irony. Unbelievable that I met him at that moment in time, that magical moment in time, that to this day, I I, I remember it. Oh, what a beautiful story. But that's the whole action, that's the, that you were in action of. You saw it, you're like, you know, what if, and it's like, so many people, it's like when you see that, when, when that, when there's that pull, because obviously you, you, there was a pull for you to go and connect and, you know, to, to be able to have that experience. And, and those uh-huh. are, um, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, Ellie Goldsmith, well, have you had much in the way of conversations with Ellie? No, now we were in rooms together, but we never um, connected. You two should totally connect at some point. But, um, you know, he was telling me about what he's trying to do with his Unity Inspires um, project. And, you know, he was he kept bringing up about divine providence. And it sounds like, you know, is that a street? Is that a street or a corner or what? Divine providence. <laughs> I love that divine. I mean, I always I love. See, I it's very, poet, my, very, po- very poetic. Yes. But I, I believe there is, you know, div- I believe there's myrony and then I believe there's divine myrony. I really do. That's good. I'm happy you do that. I believe that there's, you know, 
I don't believe everything's a myrony. I don't, I don't say that, but it, when we start paying attention to it more and more, they seem to show up more and more. And I like to call them spiritual breadcrumbs where, you know, it's, but it's sometimes the smallest crumb, you know, sometimes you get a nice, like nice big loaf of bread, but other times it's like the tiniest crumb, but there's some intuitive pull. There's something that pulls you to keep moving forward with. And that's what I encourage, you know, listeners to be like, okay, next time I see that or, or I feel that I'm going to do something about that. And your story of what you just told about how you met Bob Dylan. Or how I met, or how I met Jeff Pulver. I mean, it, well, or I met you. you. Met, no, exactly. But that's what I was, what I was saying is with, uh, with this one day, um, I decided to jump on and it also Karen Pulver of Grateful Goddesses. She was uh, Jeff's guest that day. And as soon as I jumped on, she was talking about synchronicity. And I was like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that's how it all started. That's how we're connected. That's how we're connected. That, you know, that's how I got connected to this incredible, uh, incredible group that truly I feel is like this worldly family you, you know it's very interesting i i met um i'm not a name caller but i um i met many famous people etc cetera, etc cetera. one of them i met was hillary and uh this was right after um she was campaigning and uh things were getting very tight and i met her at a party uh, a quiet little party get together and i sat with her for about 10 minutes we had a common friend mm -hmm. and I told her that God has a destiny for her mm. above and beyond for women of future generations yeah. and no matter what happens in this election you've been through it all mm -hmm. and you have a journey and I guarantee you that journey won't stop there might be a pause or a commercial break, but you'll be on that journey. And she appreciated that because yeah. you could see the lines in her face. She, she was having a tough time. Yeah. A real tough time. But yeah. you know something? I, I believe that at the end, there's a great Seinfeld episode. It all balances out. Absolutely. I mean, I watched the news 6.30 at night on ABC and then 6.30 on CBS. And if you have a chance, on every Friday night at 6.55, there's a piece called On the Road mm -hmm. on CBS. And if you want to sit and cry about beautiful stories, record it. ABC's nightly news, Friday nights, and you go to the end of the show on the road and you watch all these beautiful stories that go to your gut and make you feel better the next day. Uh -huh. I mean, I wake up in the morning and it's a new day for me. Oh, I go to the shower and I let the water hit my face and my body. And I thank God that I'm alive. And that's a new day. That's a new yeah. day for anyone to experience and go through. Even if you had a bad night uh -huh. and we all have those bad nights, you know, and you get through it. You wake up and it's a new day. And that's the beauty of it. Absolutely. The beauty of it. Well, I love the quote that you have on your website. To the world, you may be just one person, but to one person, you may be the world. I don't remember where I got it. 
I don't remember if I did it or got it or whatever. <laughs> I just love it. It's just I so, fell in love with it. I mean, how can't you fall in love with that? That's just absolutely beautiful. It's so true, though. And, you know, and I know, um, you know, so much about being able to connect with the world is being able to share our stories. You know, and that's the other thing of what I my my goal with my irony is for people to connect with this other form of content through for social media because so many people have these incredible similar myronic stories. They may not be the same, but it's amazing how much we can actually connect on on that level. So I just love I I love all the stories being shared so far. So. I'm curious, though, on your website, which is elliotmrose.com, um, you have the pictures of you sitting in a theater with the whole Peanuts gang. Myrony. Myrony. It was a horrible time for me and my wife. We got devastated from Sandy. Oh, yeah. Okay. The o- ocean and the, and the bay met each other, and our house was demolished. And all my films and all my work were ruined. And we were depressed. And we went to the city. My son had an apartment there. And we spent some time in the apartment. And went to the movies. And there there was this advertisement for children for this movie, whatever it is. A big poster, you know. So I took a shot of me with the, with the characters. And I took a shot of my wife with the characters. And I know that this was the shot. You know when you get the shot. That's right. really important. And you keep that shot. And right. I fell in love with that shot because I'm a believer of children. Yeah. My number one thing of children. The problem is when you get older and you go from nine to 10, you hit the double digit. Mm-hmm. My grandson now is going from nine to 10. He's excited about it, but I'm not because <laughs> I love the nine because these kids. There's no limit. Right. The only limit is is what the parents do to the child. Mm-hmm. That child will say anything. I once mentioned this on the uh, one of the rooms. My grandson was in the elevator with me, and the elevator was packed. So it was a business elevator. He had to come with me, and we had to leave. But we're in the elevator with maybe 10 or 12 people. Mm-hmm. And someone pushed a button, and it was like 48 stories, you know. And my grandson says, Poppy, he called me Poppy. Uh-huh. What if you push the button and we go to Tel Aviv or to Miami? Instead of going to 48, we go to Miami. <laughs> and the whole elevator went nuts. I mean, the whole idea of pushing a button, like beat me up Scotty, right. you know, from to push a button and say you want to go to from San Diego. When I push San Diego, the elevator opens and I'm in San Diego. Right. I mean, one day that might happen. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But this came from this came from a, a, a nine year old child. And that's the beauty of children. Yes. They say it all. And the problem is when you get older, you're afraid to say it. Right. And you hold it in. The idea yep. is to get it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, And I make you... mistakes all the time. 
Well, all the it's time through, it's through our mistakes and it's through, you know, I always say it's through those difficult times that we actually get to see the true beauty of what life is. You know, it's through, we have the good, the bad, and sometimes the ugly, but we don't learn when things are in the good phase. We learn from right. those bad and ugly phases. Well, the valleys and peaks. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'm curious, have you connected, um, you know, from the Zula with Lamore Morgenstern? Lamore is great. Yeah. Yeah, Lamore. I actually just interviewed her. In fact, the her problem last I have, week. the problem I have with um, Zoom, maybe someone would know about it, is that when you're on your computer, you can download the chat. But when mm -hmm. you're on your iPhone, I'm on my iPhone right now, sitting in a car. I and if there's a, a big Zoom meeting, I can't download the chat. So Lamore's oh. kind enough to send me the chat. I was just about to say that anytime you need to send the chat, happy to do that. But she has an incredible story about oh, yeah. how she, how she met her, how she met her husband. And she literally like uh, she manifested him. I mean, it's such an incredible story. But like, I just see that, um, you know, what you was she on your show? Yeah, I actually just interviewed her. Um, her episode will come out in a couple of weeks. And then actually you're probably going to come right out afterwards. So you guys are going to be like back to back. And she she um, she had the most beautiful um, soulmate, myronic story. And that was what we were sharing. But she I have also some uh, I have some recommendations off the air I could tell you about. Maybe you can make it a little bit better for you. But um, those are just gifts I give to you. Yeah, well, thank you. But you know, it was it was funny, though, because she just, um, she just launched her new company called Noop. And it's uh, new opportunities, outstanding possibilities, I believe is what she's going to have it stand for. And she literally the day we recorded was the day she was launching this. But her 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 um, mission with this is to take brands and make them on a turn them into a global level. So Maybe you and Lamore should have more conversations too, because you know. Yeah, why like, not? I mean, we're we're He's all good, in here. Good people. Good yeah, people. Yeah, you know, I like. I feel I don't feel myrony is my word. I feel like I'm just a messenger of this word. There's you know? a famous movie with uh, Robert Redford, and um, he goes into this bar every day and spends ten minutes with this guy that's like a drunk, like, like he's had it all, and his friend waits outside, and his friend his friend says. Why am I standing outside here? Who is this guy that you look like he's a real bum or whatever? And you speak with him every day for 10 minutes. Uh -huh. Who is he? <laughs> he says, that's the guy that fixed the 1953 World Series. So that's the guy that made the deal. So you never know who you meet. And you should be kind and open-minded to everyone. Absolutely. And walking by that man on the street that has no money, that's laying in the street there, has a mommy and a daddy and may have children and whatever. It's a famous story I use for fundraising of the man that goes by, is a man in a wheelchair, and there's a little bit of pot to put the money in. Mm -hmm. And a guy walks by and he pulls out. He says, you know what, I'll give him a dollar. He pulls out his pocket and he has a 10 and a one. Mm -hmm. He says, you know what? I'm not going to give him a dollar. I'm going to give him 10. I'm going to put it at the bottom. And then when he gets his money, he'll feel good that he got 10. And it's not important that he knows it from me. Mm -hmm. And he gave it to him. 
Yeah. Now he's walking and he has a dollar. He can't get on the subway. He can't buy a pack of gum. And he says to himself, why in the world did I do such a stupid thing? I gave him all my money. God help me. And he looks up and he sees a sign. One dollar lotto. <laughs> Goes into the store, buys a ticket, wins $35 million. Oh. Now, what does that tell you? That if that man gave him the one, there is no way he'd go into that store and buy a lotto ticket for a dollar and get change of nine. Right. Because of that happening and giving up, he got rewarded. The more you give, the more you get. Yeah. And whether you're helping a food bank or you're helping someone get off their depression and helping them out, maybe you know somebody or this or that, make the move. What the hell? I love that. I love that. Well, I know your other passion passion is um, helping with autism. Yeah, it's a horrible situation with the autism. You got to thank God for healthy children. Because when autism comes, it's 24-7. Yeah. Someone in, in our group, in the Zula group, has a child with autism. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you're aware. But in any way, um, Are you I talking got about Heidi? You're talking about Heidi? Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. I, don't want to use, I don't want to use names. But, you know, Zach introduced me to her. I, I fell in love with Zach. Zach introduced me to her. You know, it's if anyone knows about Zula, you should look it up. But in any event, um, uh, I've been very frustrated by it because there's no cure for it. To make an idea of what it is, make believe you only spoke French and you got on a New York City subway and you're looking for directions and you don't speak English. That's the autism. It's not that you're not smart. You're a right. genius. Yeah. But you're, you're not communicating. And they have to find some way to communicate. And there's nothing to cure it. Only the horrible situation of all these years of what you call dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I even made a movie about it oh, on my really? website. Yeah. The pain of autism, of what a parent goes through. Um, and it's not an easy thing. It's not like a kid having a toothache or having a, a fever and the fever goes away after a day or two, um, whatever. It's 24 7. And you have to deal with them and find you the right place where they can have some type of normal life. And um, I've dedicated myself to try and help whatever I can. I wish That's I was a doctor beautiful. and and I wish I could speak to God and tell him, why are you doing this to our children? But I haven't found that yet. Well, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, I, I'm going to just say who this is, Heidi Rome, because she's. She's meant to be on my podcast. We haven't done her episode yet, but because this story, because she so publicly speaks about this because she has a beautiful book called You Just Have to Love Me, which is the message that she received from her son who is autistic and where that message came from. And it's such a powerful message. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it, it and that, you know, it, it is coming from that place of compassion, but, you know, the, the story behind it is that, you know, he told her that, you know, in a way he chose this so that he could teach others in an in different. And, and, ne- and never, and never, ever give up on a child ever. 
whether right. you're a teacher, whether you're a parent or whatever. And if the, as a child has a disability, you've got to work with that child and yeah. make it happen. There's an old story of these two boys throwing stones and a stone hits the kid and the kid is about to die because the stone hit him. And the angel of death comes and the angel of life. And the angel of death says, I'm going to take him. But the angel of life says, you can't. Because this child will discover the cure for cancer in the year 2030. Mm -hmm. That's why he stays alive. Because every kid can have that potential to do something that's unbelievable. Absolutely. And so that's why, you know, yes, normally wouldn't be bringing the names, but I just want to put out for Heidi Rome, her incredible book, You Just Have to Love Me. It's a mothering instructions from my autistic child. And it's so powerful. God bless her. God bless her. Yeah. When we can, when we, when we can look at that, because it's, it's a really powerful story that she has to share, but, but Elliot, I, I just am so, I'm so grateful. I feel very blessed to have had this conversation with you and to know you and, you know, whatever it is that we're able to collaborate on and, you know, in future, who knows it's the, it is those limitless, um, possibilities when we open those doors and allow ourselves to, you know. Just a quick tip. Um, uh, years ago, I watched and filmed uh, an interview with Bob Hope, a comedian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and he used to make all these speeches every night. And, and I asked him in an interview, where do you get your energy? Mm -hmm. And he says, I take a cat nap. <laughs> and I said, what's a cat nap? He says, I, I go to sleep for like a minute or two and I wake up rejuvenated. So wow, that's that a time, short catnap. <laughs> so at that time, there was a course given for self-hypnosis self mm -hmm. to have yourself sleep like a catnap. Hmm. And I took it. And now, because I took that course, and it was a lot of money at the time, I'm able to sleep exactly when I want to for a minute or two and wake up and wow. get energy. In fact, this whole interview, I've been sleeping. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the reality. It's, it rejuvenates you. You yeah. take a little nap and you wake up, you're rejuvenated. And it's really a, a, a great thing. Wow. That, I mean, that's the shortest cat nap I've ever heard. I've heard of like five or 10 minute cat naps, not one or no, two minutes. Self-hypnosis. Self Bob Hope wow. used to do it. That is so cool. Well, Elliot, thank you so much for your time Thank you today. for having me. I'm so happy so, to be with you. How can people connect with you? Because actually, I want to touch base one last thing, because you said your passion is social media. So which which, which platform of social Believe media? Believe it or not, I have uh, 5,000 friends on Facebook. You're not allowed to have any more. So <laughs> if I want to have someone, I have to eliminate someone that I don't know, maybe. And I have 22,000 on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I saw LinkedIn. You you got quite the following with LinkedIn. Yes. Jeff, call, <laughs> Jeff calls it a lot of noise. But in any event, um, you can contact me at my website at elliotmrose.com. Okay, wonderful. And um, or call me at 516-316-2285. Uh, if I don't answer, leave a message and I'll get back to you within a year. <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you again, Elliot. This has been wonderful. And to the listeners, I'll see you next time. The following program is brought to you by That's My Irony. Or My Irony. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all for joining me on That's My Irony podcast. 
I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.